Crickets are omnivores. This means that the natural cricket diet <laughs> consists of plants and meat and includes protein, grains, and produce. In the wild, crickets will consume a wide-ranging diet, including insect larvae, aphids, flowers, seeds, leaves, fruit, and grasses. Oh. Interesting. So I did not think they were eating eating insects. Wow. Or larvae. So I guess they are beneficial to have them around. Well, we take those or the aphids. Think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I okay. guess crickets. Yeah. Crickets for the win. A cricket fact every day. We common friend. <laughs> Christian, what's up? <laughs> Today we're going to have a deciduous shrub. It's about two to three foot in height, two to four foot wide. It is native to um, in the southeastern U.S. from North Carolina to the Florida Panhandle in Alabama. And its wetland indicator status is facultative wet. I already know what it is. I had an idea, but I don't. It's not with that native range. I don't think. And I'll tell you how I know it is. When Christiane started prepping these, oh. she was so proud that that she was going to stump us, and this was the first <laughs> one that she did. And mm-hmm. she uh, she was like, "I'm like, well, give me the five questions. I just want to know." Like, don't don't tell me. Give me the five questions. Yeah. So she gave me the five questions, and I guessed it without. Or she gave me the five facts, and I guessed it without asking okay, a yeah, question. Yeah. So he's mean to me. Tom. I'm mm-hmm. going to to benefit Tom. I'm yeah, going I, to give you my question. So you. Well, can I ask, think you should still ask a question. Okay. That you, ask right. the question you think will help me the most. Flower type. Describe what? the flower. Okay. Describe the flower. Not just color, um, not bloom time, but creamy what's... white bottle brush like flowers. There you go. Okay, should I really key in on the bottle brush part of that? No, no, <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. Um. Oh man, what other question can I ask? Because uh, fall, I don't know the fall color of the plant I'm it, thinking of. It is in your parents' yard. Okay. And and you said it was only like three feet tall. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I don't know if I need to. It's question. probably in the the one in the yard is mounded. It's probably like like three to four foot. Okay. Tall, I'm maybe. gonna I'm gonna say I don't know where it would be in my parents' yard. I'm gonna ask. Um, what is the fall color? It, it's I think I know the fall color of that plant. Glowing yellow, orange, and red. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know the yellow. It's like it. yellow to red. It's yeah. it's. It's a beautiful fall color. All right. I'll, since you know it, yeah. I'm going to go first. I'm, I don't think this is what it is. I'm torn. I'm going to go with New Jersey tea. I am going to go with Father Gilla Gardini. Oh, guy. yeah. They do have one of those, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Fran's got it. <laughs> it's right like yeah. it's right when you're walking to the house, like right at the corner of the garden, right in the okay. front. Right there. I still can't place it in, in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Welcome back to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran. And I'm Tom. And I'm Christine. And today's plant is Father Gilla Gardenii, which is dwarf witch alder, also called dwarf Father Gilla or Gilia, and coastal uh, Father Gilia. Um, I, I've had this plant in my property when I lived in Delaware. So it's a little more southern, a little more... 
closer to its its native range, but I don't know a whole lot about it. And Christiane, you actually had a little trouble finding out more about it, correct? It's difficult because despite it being grown at nurseries, there's not a lot necessarily published about it. I wonder – like when we did the plant um, – Amsonia hubrechii, it really was a very – because that was down to, I think, Mm -hmm. like two counties in one state. This is spread out a little bit more, but I wonder if the populations are pretty minimal. Like it's probably not rare, but I'm wondering. I've never seen it wild Mm -hmm. in nature. But uh, as we we mentioned earlier, it's two to three foot in height, two to four foot wide with a wetland indicator status of facultative wet and its native range – uh, native to moist lowland coastal plain bogs and savannas in the southeastern U.S. from North Carolina to the Florida Panhandle and also Alabama. Uh, and it's a compact specimen or accent that may be grown in groups or massed shrub borders, foundations, cottage gardens, open woodland areas, or native plant areas. It can also be used as a small hedge. Um, so, yeah, and it's a deciduous shrub. It's in the fa- – oh, you, you did this on purpose for <laughs> Uh, it's, Hemen, it's the family is which is the witch hazel family um it is uh an alternate simple ovate hairy leathery blue green uh and i'm not talking about friend i'm talking about it's dark green leaves and <laughs> and um it is a dioecious plant and uh the shape is compact mounded habit and uh, crooked, often spreading branches. Hamamalacid. Hamamalacid. There you go. Hamamalacid. Yeah. You get, you get. In my head, in the, I could say it, but I yeah. couldn't get my mouth to say yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, you know, as far as compact shrubs go, like it does have a very southeastern range. I have seen it as north as where we're at in central New Jersey in gardens. Uh, there's also some um, varieties. I think uh, Blue Mist is one where it's got a bluish gray leaf to it, uh, a little bit different. But uh, the bloom is really spectacular. It's it's honey-scented, upright, creamy white bottle brush-like flowers that are one to two inches long, and it does bloom from April to May. So it's getting ready to bloom here in in New Jersey. Uh, the fruit are small green capsules, mature to olive brown, and are noticeable but not ornamentally effective with the fall color of glowing yellow, orange, and red with all colors present on the same leaf. You notice how she didn't give you that? Yes, that part. I don't think that would have helped no, Tom regard that. <laughs> I, I was already going down the wrong the wrong path there. All right. um, the plant spreads by root suckers to form colonies. If suckers are not promptly removed, uh, it grows in full sun to part shade. The lifespan under ideal conditions can be expected to live for 40 years or more. Uh, and then generally it's pest and disease free. The fruit's eaten by birds. It's pollinated by birds and butterflies. Fran, what would you think that would be a good sub for in, in a home garden? Ooh, so um, keeping how low it is, and I like it, it has nice foliage. It has a good form in the winter, and it's got brilliant fall color um i know like some of the 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 green spireas uh that people put Mm -hmm. in their garden they're deciduous green leaf now you're getting the summer bloom off of those um like anthony water and things like that but 
I think as far as accents go, putting these together, you're getting four-season interest because even the, the form of the plant is nice over the winter. I, it would be nicer if the bloom time was extended. It's, it's kind of a little smaller, but mm-hmm. when it blooms, if you have it near a path or near a window of your house, really nice. You can keep it low under window so you could do a little background border on the back of your garden. I think that would be a nice nice way to use that plant. Yeah, and then um, then I'm seeing here it's a good companion for shrubs such as uh, rhododendron perclamoides or how do you say that one again, friend? Perclamoides. Uh, Perclamoides. Perclamoides. Yeah. Uh, Why did you leave me with this section, friend? Sorry. Is... You want me to say? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, <laughs> great com- <laughs> great companion shrubs for rhododendron perclamoides, Lacothaway axillaris, uh, which is Coastal Lacothaway, mm-hmm. uh, Clethra alnifolia, which is uh, sweet shrub, Vaccinium angustifolium, which is lowbush blueberry, and such perennials as Phlox stolonifera. So um, like we mentioned, like you use it instead of like a Japanese spirea. Use it instead of a Japanese barberry. Japanese barberry, you're getting that red, that red leaf all year, but you're getting a much cooler foliage. And use some of these other great plants, Lacothaway axillaris, I believe, is an evergreen. Um, I'm, I know some Lakothaways are deciduous, but I'm pretty sure Axillaris is uh, like a lower evergreen. Uh, Clethra alnifolia, sweet shrub, being that mid-sized shrub, I, I think, or lowbush blueberry, which nice. It, it extends your your. It adds to your fall colors, extends the blue times out. Like Clethra is going to bloom most of the summer, and it just gives you some really nice, uh, nice different textures and feels in that garden. All right. Do you have enough to do a lightning round? I do. All right. Hit us up. You act like I can't prepare, friend. I didn't say that. First, Mr. Snail, true or false? <laughs> it will tolerate wet soils and compaction, yet is also drought tolerant. True or false, the origin of the species named Gardini comes from its regular place in cottage gardens. True or false, there are five different species of Father Gila in the eastern U.S. All right. True or false, this plant is loved by deer. Hmm. I don't know about that one. All right. True or false, the plant prefers alkaline soils. All right. Yep, I'm ready. All right. Okay. Fran, I might have stumped you. Really? On all of them? Close. Really? Wow. First one, it is true. It is, Despite it liking wet soils, it can handle drought and compaction. All right. The next one is false. Um, it is in honor of Alexander Garden, a Scottish physician and a plant enthusiast who lived in South Carolina and introduced the plant to England. Do you think that's a family name or are you just given that last name a garden? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next up was false. There are only two species of Father Gia in the eastern U.S., the large and dwarf. Then it is false. Deer hate this plant. All right, Tom, where are you at? I have one. Oh, I have two. So it's still, yeah. still oh. pretty close. 
Um, next up is false. It prefers acidic soils and is subject to chlorosis <laughs> in alkaline. Did you get it or no? Oh, no, no, I didn't. All right. <laughs> I, got, I got one right. So Tom got one right. I win with two. <laughs> that's, 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 wow. I don't uh, know if I'd clap myself on the back for that. Uh, no, it's a, a win's a win. So, yeah, win's a win. <laughs> ugly win is still a win, and I'll take it. So now I can accurately say Tom is beating me 11 to 9. So uh, recap going into tomorrow, Christiane and the guest is leading 10. I have uh, seven. Tom has three, and then Tom's winning the lightning round 11 to 8. The, or 11 to 9. Uh, I give up. All right, Christiane, are you putting this plant in your yard? Uh, yes, that's why I got so excited about it. I don't know where. I was going to ask somewhere. you why you picked this plant. I just I love different appearing flowers. If they have a different form than like the typical petals, then it's for me. It's not something we typically see in our area, so no. it's almost exotic, even though it's a native plant. Mm-hmm. It, it it has a little bit of that. How about you, Tom? You planting it? I don't know. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, a nice, nice small. Yeah, it's it makes sense. I, I yeah, it's not at the top of my list. Okay. It's kind of cool looking. All right. I don't have that like personal draw to it. Okay. Didn't didn't see a lot on here about uh about wildlife value. You <laughs> oh, know, that's, that's, that's true. my big seller. You know, so. it's it's curious, and I'm wondering if it even would overlap here with what what it benefits. Yeah. yeah. Um. Given its its natural location, it may not benefit anything here. Like mm-hmm. it may not have any benefits. But as far as uh, like that size shrub being able to add it to low spots and and the the scent and the the um, how nice the bloom is and the fall color, I'm pl- I'm definitely it's a favorite of mine. Actually, mm-hmm. I re- I really like it. So there you have it. Um, tomorrow we are going to finish out the week. We'll have another uh, native plant. And until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey, everyone. This is Fran. And Tom. And we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.